On today's show, is Kyrie Irving sending signals that he's coming back to the Dallas Mavericks? What else do we know about the Mavericks cap situation and what they have to do this offseason? Got some more rumors on that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day all through the offseason. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, and subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day on any platform and to comment anything below let us know in the comment section do you believe that Kyrie Irving will stay in Dallas next season and if not where is he going today's episode is brought to you by the game time app download the game time app create an account use the code lockdown NBA for $20 off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed if you want to support the show get the lowest prices to support the show text us get text alerts from us on Mavs rumors more throughout the offseason you want to see and get alerts for when Isaac is uh, is like featured in a docu series by a draft prospect. Uh, you can subscribe to our subtext, get texts from us. I was responding to a lot of people today. Joining me, as always, my co host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Anthony Black Boy, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Whoa, whoa, be careful there. Um, it was pretty cool. I am a big believer in Anthony Black. Uh, <laughs> it was cool that uh, his team uh, pulled some. Some clips from Locked On Mavs of me uh, dropping some so praise. Let me hype it up more than you're going to. So <laughs> Anthony Black, his team is putting together this docu-series about his time in the draft and his time like in the draft process and all that. It's pretty cool. And the first episode, episode one, the first 40 seconds of it is Isaac just hyping up Anthony Black in our draft <laughs> profile. Like, this guy is special. Just the way that he could, the whole thing is just Isaac going on this rant about how good, how much six, he likes six. Anthony Black. You couldn't ask for it. Yeah. And there's all yeah. this B-roll of Anthony Black just like, you know, with kids at a camp and like shooting and like doing all these different things. I'm like feet, like fields with the drone shot. It's like this really cool yeah. thing. So it's on, we posted it on uh, our community tab on YouTube. So if you want to go check it out, uh, I posted it on Twitter as well, but it was really cool to see that, to see the show get represented by that. Uh, no royalties so far from, from the Anthony black um, group. It will just see, we'll see what his rookie contract is. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if know. he gets drafted by the map, that That'll be our first media day question. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> dude, loving the docu series. Who is that guy you had yeah. hyping you up in the beginning? Um, all right, I got I got to start off with something real quick. Oh, what you got for me? I didn't even tell you about this. So, oh no. After much debate, after the past twenty four hours, damn, do I have to go find a co host? And I, <laughs> no, after looking into Basketball Reference, after looking into watching some of the stuff back from the conference finals this past year after thinking about the on-court fit a little bit more the mentorship after all of that what it could look like in dallas and the past free agent history i i can't believe i'm about to say this I'm still out on LeBron. Sorry, guys. <laughs> just, there's no way. <laughs> just, I'm still out. All right. LeBron so. James, LeBron James, LeBron James. I hate that kid. 
What? <laughs> As... oh, not the kid, too. <laughs> not the kid. I'm going to go with Huka... Luka Doncic. <laughs> anyway, oh sorry, gosh. guys. Not some the kid, of, I, too. I, I, Hopefully, I just got some of you thinking that I was about to talk myself into it. No, I was like, out. I was like, he's lead, he's building this up, and there's no way he's gonna switch on this. But today's no. episode, we won't talk about LeBron as much because uh, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. I think we kind of put a bow on it with the whole thing. But we got more reports on Kyrie and what Kyrie wants to do. Is he sending signals to the Mavericks? We'll talk about the cap situation. Tim Cato put out an article. We'll talk about some of the reporting on there, and then we'll talk about the coaching search. We got some more reports on that um we got some more reports on who could potentially come and be an assistant coach on jason kidd's staff don't let his whiteness take away from his quickness come on <laughs> including that guy let's talk let's start with kyrie irving though so according to sham sharania in the athletic today the clear signal here talking about the rumor yesterday that kyrie irving recruited lebron james to come join him in dallas the clear signal here is that kyrie seems to be actively recruiting an indication that he is aiming for an improved roster on himself and luka Doncic in dallas we talked about this a little yesterday i didn't i don't believe that this is a signal from him that he wants to stay in dallas or that he's definitely 100 staying in dallas like him recruiting players trying to bring people to dallas is him saying i'm staying no matter what like i'm i'm here i'm staying after hearing a report like this, and the other report from Stein is that two sources close to the process insisted Monday that Kyrie has consistently expressed a desire to remain a Maverick and actually wants to shut down the notion that he's angling to get to L.A. After those reports today, do you change your opinion? Do you think that Kyrie is coming back 100%? Do you still have some doubt? I'm, I'm still confident. I've been confident this whole time he's going to come back to Dallas. I'm still not erasing any of my like small doubt either. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, I don't think you can ever erase any certainty with, with Kyrie, but I'm still confident in, in reading stuff like this, especially from a guy like Stein, who's so well plugged in. Yeah. We've talked about a million times who you trust with Mavs news and him saying that it's huge that, you know, that he's, he's wanting to stay, you know, stay, stay in Dallas even, but I, I think that the Shams part of this is such a, it's such a unique angle that we've just never got to experience from, from a Dallas side. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and there's so many layers to this that honestly we could do probably a whole pod on it, but we've never really had, and, and I'll go to this level. Like we've never really had an American born player with the popularity of a Kyrie Irving, no. um, being able to make those like pitches to players. Like if he's out there doing that and, Let's say he does bring in a guy, um, you know, not even like LeBron. Let's say he does bring in a guy that he has connections with, and you know, comes into Dallas. Like we did, like we've just never really, we never really had that, and, and so that that's that part's like so unique, and like players love Kyrie. That's like thinking about it from that angle too. Of wow. That's something different that I'm not used to for the Mavs. And just having a story like that, a story where somebody's using the media to sway or to create some kind of leverage. That hasn't happened before. That's why I talked about yesterday that, you know, Ky this is new for the Mavericks. The Mavericks have not been in this situation very often, like you said. Uh, to me, the these two reports, I, I had more doubt than you that Kyrie may or may not come back. I thought yesterday this is a leverage play for Kyrie to just get – with LeBron no matter where it was like to try and actually leverage the Lakers to try oh. and make a move for for Kyrie um this one from Stein though he Kyrie continues to express that his desire to be a Maverick and wants to shut down the notion that he's wants to go to LA uh that part of it actually that's interesting 
<laughs> That's interesting that he wants to. I still think, like you said, I'm still not going to 100% believe that he's coming back until he signs. And even and, – and let's let's say that even if he does, we've seen him in the middle of a season just last year decide that he doesn't want to be with the franchise anymore. Okay. That he doesn't want to be there anymore. I, I don't want to go down that road because the, the, report, the, the report that came out the other day was saying – even if Kyrie signs, wouldn't count out the Lakers. I'm like, dude, is Wendy going to like talk about this for like five more years? <laughs> say, of every he's, he's did Wendy say into that? Never stopping doing it. Yeah, because it, because here's the deal: if as confident as you possibly are in Kyrie Irving coming back to Dallas, which I'm very confident, if you're telling me that the Lakers switch course, LeBron talks them into it, and they get pressure into that corner. And the Lakers call up and say, all right, we'll make the moves right now. We will sign Kyrie to a multi-year offer at a massive contract. They do the roster. Like, we will do the roster shuffling. And it's them calling with that contract, and it's LeBron calling Kyrie. Like, I'm worried, okay? (laughs) Like, I'm worried at that point. Um, But right now, every sign out there the chess the chess game is still being played right like Palinka and them fired off their next chess move the night of you know the LeBron Kyrie report so there's just it, it, the Lakers don't seem interested and that seems the you know the tension with them so the smart thing for Kyrie for if he if it's the money thing is he looks like he's going to be able to get a lot of it from Dallas yeah, and so I think that's that's the only place left where there's leverage. If he if he wants to shut down the LA things, I don't know if there's anywhere else for him to go uh, at this point. And so for him to him, now now his thing is to just keep pushing for the other report that Stein had. The constant conversation regarding Irving since Dallas traded for him in February has regarded around Kyrie's desire to get as close to, as possible to a five year, two hundred and seventy two million dollar deal that the Mavericks are able uh. to offer the thirty one year old guard. So. Coming up, let's talk about that situation and how the Mavericks build around that. Are they? Do we know anything more about what they want to do this offseason? Tim Cato dropped some clues. Maybe we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the app and the website that helps you get tickets to things like the Rangers. Rangers doing good things out there. Go check out the Rangers. Also, T- tough injury news today, but this July. Barcelona at Madrid at AT&T Stadium. That's the first thing that comes up. I can get tickets to that. That actually looks – that's something that I want. Right now, I can get a $200 ticket to go see that, which you Is that know. for parking or <laughs> – that Which you know. It's not going to come cheap. Uh, so you can go check that out. There's also flash deals, all kinds of different stuff. Um, you can go see anything on, on game time that they have coming in DFW, Dave Chappelle, Beyonce. Beyonce at AT&T Stadium. Coming in, coming in, coming in, awesome. this, coming in soon. Uh, all kinds of different stuff. Blink-182 is back. Chris Stapleton, Fallout Boy. Wow. Pink, Nickel, Nickelback, look at this graph. Snoop Dogg. Wow. Be all that on Game Time. Use the code LOCKEDNBA for $20 off. Get $20 off your first purchase at Game Time. Download the app. Go to the website. Game Time. Locked on NBA. Speaking of smoke screen. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of this show, and uh, supporting us every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. 
subscribe, listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow talking more. We'll probably get back to draft profiles tomorrow. It seems like more rumors are coming out day, day by day, so we keep pushing them back. But if we do, we'll do Cam Whitmore's draft profile uh, tomorrow. So come back and hang out with us later. All right, Isaac, we're talking about Kyrie Irving. Is he sending signals? Um, what are your thoughts on the, the, the talk around Kyrie or the, the other Stein report that the, the talk right now is that he wants to get as close to the five-year, $272 million max deal as possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course he does. I mean, that, that's uh, – yeah, I mean, that, if I was him, I, I would too. I think a lot of players <laughs> would like the max money they can get. This dance is going to be really interesting for Dallas um, because – he, you you can't let him walk for anything. You can't burn the bridge and just say, or you know, Jalen Brunson 2.0, basically. I mean, you could and you know take the cap space. And like, we've learned from the Brooklyn situation, the bridge can be burned quickly. Not the Brooklyn bridge, but the bridge. Yes, bridge the with front bridge. office. And, <laughs> um, but but for Dallas, like I mean, we talked about this when the trade happened. Everybody, you know, has mentioned the same thing. Like when Dallas made this trade, they were they were prepared to like make the long term contract off of this summer. So yeah. whether it's you know the handshake deal that we have talked about, or you know the non handshake deal, what like he, he knows a massive contract is coming from Dallas. You know, I'm I'm kind of going into it expecting the three plus one. I think when you you know with the player option on that fourth year, if it's the full five, that's a all right, close your eyes and take a swing. <laughs> the if the, if the Dallas Mavericks give Kyrie Irving a full five year deal and there's no options on it or anything, it's a full guaranteed five year deal. Then the Dallas Mavericks are in a bad bad place, right? Because then they're desperate. Then they're like so desperate that there's just no that they have no leverage. I mean, they've kind of been desperate, but, but but they're in a situation with Kyrie now where we both agree there's no one else out there that's vying for him. Right? Because we think the Lakers out. He's shutting down the notion that the Lakers want him. Who else is going to sign into this deal? Who can? Who could muster up somehow to get $46 million And can, I'd watch Boston. Stop. <laughs> Nobody else can do five years for him. Uh, and also, if it's a five-year deal, that's one year longer than Luka's deal. And Luka's deal could end a year early because of a player option. So that could, that could be two years longer than Luka's deal. Right? I think they they should match it up. Well, they, sh- they should just do like a two- plus one, something like that. Uh, less years are, are better when it comes to, to Kyrie and you know what we've seen in the past from his past couple situations, Cleveland, Boston, and Brooklyn. Then I would love to be a fly on the wall from those negotiations. I would love to know what, what Dallas goes in with. This is what I'm saying. So if, if they just get backed into a corner and all of a sudden are like, what they did with JaVale McGee, where it's like, okay, you want, what do you want? What do you want? You want three years? Okay. You want a player option? Okay. You want, you want all this? Like you want, you want to start? Okay. We'll make, we'll make sure you can start. And if they get if that, that, I would say it's that level, but, but, to, anyway. but for Kyrie, it would be the five years. Let's give you the and, five and, year full, the full max and all that. And I don't think they can do that because of, of Luca's deal. And if they match it with Luca's deal, I think that's, that's okay. I think that's an, that's an okay deal. If they, if they match, it's three plus one, like you said. So three guaranteed years, and then either a player option, team option would be great on that. <laughs> on the last the, one, but I don't option. think that's coming either. You could get in some non guarantees possibly, but I think where the five year comes into play is if the if the Lakers start making some moves, right? Like if they if they, you know, let's say free agency starts, 
Rui signs a deal with another team and they're like, Hey, we're just going to let him walk kind of. And they're like, kind of like leaving some space open there. And that's the leverage stuff of like, okay, well, if the Lakers are going to be able to get into the ballpark at, you know, at all, they're then, not, they're not going to be able to get in the ballpark of money that the Mavericks can offer. Uh, but okay. Not like they could get in the ballpark a little bit when it comes to like, if they make some, some maneuvering uh, around with like annual salary stuff. That's where I would, that's where it might force Dallas's hand of saying, all right, let's blow, let's blow the Lakers deal off the, off the table. We can offer the fifth year, but if the Lakers are not making any moves, then yeah, just go in with that three plus one. Yep. And so that's where we are with his deal. And that's the conversation right now is how, how many years and how much money are they going to give Kyrie? And uh, yeah, we'll but but we'll of course he's going to want the five year max. Like of, I read that and I was of like, okay, like yeah. yeah, I mean, don't blame now, him. On know? his side and for for his negotiations, of course, that's where you start. All right, what's the most I can get? All right, we start it's, there. This is his last big contract. He's thirty one. Yeah. So like, you get five years. That's taking you thirty six. You start doing your history on you know smaller point guards in the league. It it doesn't you know look great as far as you know when they when they get. It's Chris Paul, and that's the kind of it. <laughs> it's like that's the only one that's worked. Yeah, so I mean, this is he's gonna want to cash in on this deal. So Chris Paul, I guess Steph Curry too, if you count that. Yeah. But yeah, not not many have made it that far. Uh, a couple other things that we got recently. According to Tim Cato, that the, the Dallas Mavericks rebuild begins with players like Hardaway and Bertans being shipped out to make room for further moves and why the number 10 pick is almost certainly going to be dealt quite possibly with Bertans contract attached to it. We've talked about this a lot. We have talked about how we believe that the 10th pick will be traded because I think that they have to trade it. They have to get it an absolute 100% guaranteed asset, like a guaranteed like player that can play absolutely. And you don't get that hundred percent guaranteed with the draft. You get it about, 40% of the time, if Iztok's numbers are, are correct when going through draft picks and stuff like that. I even went through centers recently. and like, all right, well, who are some centers drafted in the, uh, in like the 8 to 16 range? And you get like a Jalen Duran. You feel good about that. You get an Alfred Changoon. You get a Poku. You get a Jackson Hayes. You get a Gogo Batazzi. You get a Mo Bamba at 6. You get a Zach Collins, you get a Bam out of bio, you get a Thon Maker. Like you just get this mix of so what, and so you just never know what you're gonna get. And so, what do you think about this possibility of the 10th pick is definitely gonna get shop, gonna get shipped out, and possibly with Berton's contract to dump it? Listen, this is one of the options when we've talked about draft day trades. One of the options we've talked about on this pod is using the 10th pick to swap out one of those contracts for a playable player. You know, yeah. like taking the, you know, taking the Bertons contract at that 17 million and turning it into a $17 million player that is a locked in starter, you yeah. know? So like that's the, um, using the part of that, that like scared me a little bit was like the worst case scenario that you were, you were mentioning the other day is yeah. like using the draft pick just to get off money. Uh, because that portion of, of Tim's, you know, article there was talking about, you know, just their cap situation and <clears throat> what a Kyrie Luca duo looks like, um, you know, cap wise and how much money you have left over. And for them to, you know, when you get into that, those numbers or where the salary caps at, then you got the luxury number, then you're going at that $17 million over that for that second April number. 
and how Dallas to avoid some of that, to have some more flexibility, they might have to. And that's where I'm like, I could, I could stomach, Hey, Burton's in 10 for a really good starter. And we, we, you know, we use that to bring in a really good wing, which we've thrown out names and stuff before. What I can't stomach is Dallas is trading Thomas Burton's and pick 10, you know, to Detroit for two second round picks. Yes. Right. It's like, yeah. Whoa. Like, no, that would, even hurt. if it's like would, 31, even, even if it's the 31st pick that Detroit has. Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm just using Detroit. If it's like Charlotte or Houston or something like that. Right. And I mean, that would crush my soul. Like <laughs> that, that would put even more, I mean, even bigger pressure on what's going to happen that next week with free agency and roster building and all of that. Coming up, let's talk about a couple more rumors from Tim Cato. And uh, the coaching search continues for the Mavericks. Who are they going to get? Who are they connected to now? We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, we're talking about the Mavericks possibly using the 10th pick to to dump Davis Bertans, maybe Tim Hardaway's contract attached to it. Uh, let's play a quick game. I didn't tell you all we were going to do this. Let's do oh, – I'm going to go through some players with like a 17 18 $16 million salary. You tell them if – you tell me if you'd be cool with 10 and Davis for this player or not. All right, let's do it. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 18 million. Stop. No. <laughs> uh, Norman Powell, 18 million. No. Jonathan Isaac. I like him, but now I'm gonna. I'm not giving up to 10th pick. Seven. Jonathan Isaac, 17 million. If it was Jonathan Isaac and 11 for Bertons and 10, I'm listening. Colin Sexton, seventeen million. No, I mean, if it's Sexton and the other two first they have, you know, which is like sixteen, like twenty-eight or something. Yeah, like the Jazz use it to move up. Yeah, for Bertans and ten, I'm listening to that. Yeah, I don't maybe. Uh, Davis Bertans and Larry Markkinen together would be a uh, interesting team. Marcus Morris Senior. No. Seventeen million. Uh, Markel Fultz, seventeen million. No. Nurkic. Just about seventeen no. million. Bye. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, sixteen million. That one doesn't seem possible, but nope. Let's see. Forces his way out. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, fifteen million. Nope. Lou Dort, fifteen million. Yes. Yeah, that one. That one. I'm down. <laughs> that one. I'm down for. Uh, there's a bunch of. I mean, I could just we could keep playing this game all day, but it's interesting to go through and say, okay, they they have to have somebody like a Lou Dort, like a. Um, Man, I don't know. There was that was the only one we were like 100 percent in on, right? Yeah, out of that list. I mean, I'm I'm sure there are some names. Those are, I mean, those are the ones from be... those are the ones from 18 to, to 14 million. I just I just listed all of them. Yeah, but like besides yeah, I mean, Larry some, I didn't, I didn't name <laughs> You could have some wiggle room in that of you know if they add another player to that or something like that. Like, um, there are definitely some names that I would be interested. In. But if you're just going to trade completely out of the out of the 10 spot with Berton's contract. I got to get a better player than Valanchunas or Marcus Morris. Right. Uh, the other note from Tim Cato is that the team prefers to keep Jalen Green or uh, Jalen Green, Josh Green and Jaden Hardy. Of Houston. Two players on rookie scale deals. What are your thoughts on keeping both of those? You thought that they were going to deal one or two of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes it makes sense to keep them because of the salary cap stuff alone. Um, I'm more curious on what they do with Josh Green. 
than I am Jaden Hardy. Let me ask you this question. This is what I'll, I'll be fascinated to know what Mavs fans think of this. Um, who would you have? Who would you rather have moving forward? Whoever you can get at ten or Jaden Hardy. That's interesting. Like if someone like and I, I say that I was like you have if to their really ideas be, to, you have to really believe you're good at draft prep to to make that choice and not pick Jaden Hardy. Yeah, well, but it's also the tenth pick compared to a second rounder. Second rounder, right? Yeah. Like and, and I mean, obviously we've seen what Jaden done at the end of the season, but it's kind of if you yeah, it's that's part's fascinating to me to where like what if a team the same concept and they're wanting to get off Bertans' money. What if instead of the tenth pick, it, it costs you Jaden Hardy instead of ten? Like, which one would you choose, Hardy or ten? That's but, the. But also considering that the tenth pick is going to make like four, about four to five million dollars, and mm. Hardy's making one point seven next year, and then he's making two million the year after that, and then he's a restricted free agent. It's like you got two years to decide on Hardy. You'd have four years to figure yeah. out that rookie. Uh, but figure out that. I'll play devil's advocate just a little bit or push back, but. On on paper, that tenth pick should be better than Jaden Hardy. Yeah, and should be. Should be a guy who is locked into your rotation. You know, if it's a Jarris Walker or a Taylor Hendricks or something like that. But for every Bam out of bio, there's a Seiko Dumbuya out there. Very very true. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the coaching search. So Mark Stein also reported that uh, a couple of reports that I found hilarious to me. Uh, the Mavericks really never anticipated having a shot at Frank Vogel now that he's the Phoenix Suns coach. Okay. Likewise, the Mavericks expected former Magic and Hornets coach James Borrego to land on the Pelicans bench. So they they we knew that we weren't going to get Frank Vogel. We knew we weren't going to get James Borrego. That's what the Mavericks are saying right now. The Mavericks remain interested in former Suns and Knicks coach Jeff Hornacek uh, to join Jason Kidd's staff. They're looking at an assistant coach as well as... J-V-G. Don't let his whiteness take away from his quickness. Come on. That's him talking about Luca, by the way, which is my new favorite drop. Uh, what are your thoughts on these two guys? Uh, Jeff Hornacek has been in the NBA for 13 years. He last coached the Knicks. Uh, he was the head coach of the Knicks for two seasons in 2016-2018. He hasn't been a coach since 2018. He was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns for three seasons with that Drogic Bledsoe team that won 48 games kind of came out of nowhere he's also an assistant coach in utah and in houston what are your thoughts on jeff hornacek yeah i mean it, it's so hard to have like definitive thoughts on assistant coaches i know but give me um, <laughs> he's a great free throw shooter uh, when he played for the jazz <laughs> so <laughs> the, the Mavs are just looking for somebody with head coaching experience that's coached yeah so jeff teams. tell me about um give me your thoughts on carl and john uh i know that <laughs> You know, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, and then Jeff Van Gundy was a, a coach for 11 years in the NBA. He's an assistant coach with the Knicks from 1989 to 1996. He was the head coach of the Knicks with Patch Ewing for a couple years there. And then the head coach of the Rockets for about four years with Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming. He also, though, recently, so he hasn't coached in the NBA since 2007. So you hear that and you're like, well, what are we doing? This guy hasn't done this job in like, I was in high school. I mean, the iPhone wasn't out by last time Jeff Van Gundy was coaching, yeah. uh, but he did coach 2017, the FIBA America's team. I think, uh, it's Jamil Warney. One I'm of them, one, try one former, former map. It was like a, it's like a G league type team. Christian and he coached, Wood? he coached that one. 
Uh, he also coached in the 2019 World Cup qualifying team. He was also an assistant coach on the Olympic team in Tokyo. So in 2021, he was an assistant coach with Pop. Kyrie was a candidate on that team, but did not end up playing because he had a hurt ankle after the, the summer when he was with Boston and all that. So he has coached like some, he has coached some NBA type players in the last four or five years. So it hasn't just been since 2007. However, he's been working with ESPN since, since 2007. If he gets hired before Mark Jackson, I would laugh. Why? Because <laughs> I feel like Mark Jackson has been like trying to Connected, act- yeah, actively been... interviewed to things for a while. And but when I'm you like, listen... can somebody please hire Mark Jackson so I don't listen to this guy anymore? <laughs> when you listen to the two talk, you don't think one of them should be a coach and one of them shouldn't, though. Listen, if they hire Jeff Van Gundy, I mean, this is just content, like, gold okay i mean as soon as we were texting i said dude this is like a this is like a tv show like can you imagine a a daily podcast with jason kidd and all of his quotes jeff van gundy (laughs) kyrie irving mark cuban like i mean this is this is a four they bring they bring boban back (laughs) yeah this is a four-person tv show that (sighs) i don't even know yeah but I mean, take away from his <laughs> they really want a, a you know assistant coach with experience so um yeah can you imagine a jeff van gundy let's, let's imagine a game where jason kidd gets tossed like two gets two texts and gets tossed and jeff van gundy's the coach that steps up and coaches so he does the post game presser i just when i think of i mean there's so many things i, I think about him uh, but just like recently thinking about him, I just feel like every other game I listen to him call a game every time, every time I hear him call a game, he always throws out some like wild rule. He wants changed. Like, yeah, Hey, they it, shouldn't his, shoot free throws in the first half. Well, the other it's day, like, he, the other day he was like, they shouldn't do halftime anymore. <laughs> um, it's like, this I, is I, who we want for an assistant. I think he is a really smart guy. Like I was listening to him recently on Ryan Russillo's <laughs> podcast, talk about Miami's zone. And I was like, oh very my smart. Gosh, yeah. Do I even know how zone works? Him listening to him talk about like he's coached before. He knows the NBA game. He hasn't been a coach in a while, but he has some of this like ancillary experience with these international teams and the U- team USA and things like that. So like, he's not a joke candidate. Let's put it that way. Right? Like, the way that some people might think, oh, this guy, he's just been a broadcaster. Like, I don't think he's a joke candidate. No, no, I don't think it's a joke, candidate. No. Uh, and and it, we'll talk about it and discuss which one, but, like, the goals for the Mavericks just to get a former head coach that had experience, that has experience, a decade of experience or longer preferred, and to bring, the, to bring them in and to help Jason Kidd. Like, that's the goal. So either one of these guys would fill that, and I think that, that listen, would be fine. Listen, I'm just going to put a bunch of rain on this whole past five five minutes here. <laughs> Assistant coaches, it's not the end of the world, all right? Like, the the fu- one of the funniest things about the past two weeks has been getting us riled up over who's going to be assistant coach in Dallas, and you know is this a sign for free agency for Dallas? All right, I, it, I think I think they matter though. I didn't say they don't matter. Okay, but but for us to like for for me to log on to so, you know Twitter or something and it's like, oh my gosh, we didn't get James Borrego. It's like. <laughs> Okay, well, tell me what this. Tell me what that spot does on the bench. Like, I would. I would just say majority of us don't fully even comprehend like what 
that one seat on the bench even does. I think it matters. I mean, I, I, I think it was, it, it's a great move. If you're going to keep those guys and not make changes, like we said, then this is, you know, you, you add the Dennis Lindsay's of the world and insert whoever it is. So if it matters for the Mavericks, we're going to talk about it, right? So like that, and I think no, fans no, should, yes. should talk about it and care about it. We we don't know how exactly it'll help as much as a player would, but I do know that the other day, the other day Bobby Portis tweeted, you know, like somebody asked him a question like, "Why were you guys so bad this year? You lost the first round." And he was like, "Darvin Ham, us losing Darvin Ham and him becoming the Lakers coach. He was an assistant on the Bucks. Like us losing him was a bigger loss than people realized." And if that yeah. matters, and we also think that Sean Sweeney really matters to the Mavericks and the Mavericks defense and their design for their defense last year, didn't have the personnel to run it this year, but did have it the year before and were able to go to the Western Conference Finals. If we think that matters, then I think that talking about this and discussing who should be like the, you know, an assistant coach, I think matters. We don't I don't know which one would be better between Horsek and Jeff Van Gundy. I can tell you what they've done in their careers and all that. And that's what we did. How soon before uh, Sam Cassell takes over for Missoula? Ooh man! By uh, January, I don't know. Missoula kind of he he sticks in there. Yeah, with his gum. He just runs around the town and watches the town and is is in the town and visits hospitals. <laughs> visits hospitals. There you go. Let us know in the comment section. Do you believe that Kyrie Irving is coming back a hundred percent? If you don't, where do you think he's going? Uh, let us know. We'll be back tomorrow with a draft profile or more rumors. We'll talk about that and more, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom.